and welcome to episode 106 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on the audio podcast, if you have a vegan business, are you just thinking about starting one? Then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And today we're talking about something that we get asked all the time at Vegan Business Tribe, which is how to find funding for your vegan business or your vegan business idea. And there can be an assumption that if you just come up with this great business idea, that there's some investor somewhere who's just sat on these big bags of cash in their living room and they're just waiting to give you a load of money in return for that generous 1% of your business. And I think that TV programs like Dragon's Den and Shark Tank, they've got a lot to answer for here. Because I know people who have gone through these TV shows. I've interviewed people who have won over the dragons and they've shaken hands on a deal whilst the cameras were still filming. And then a couple of months later, when they've properly sat down and gone through the business in detail, then the dragon, they pull out of a deal. So even what you see on the TV show, shock horror, is not real. And that's because raising funding for your vegan business, it's hard. The money, it is out there, but it's probably not going to come from the place that you think it's going to come. And the reality is that most people who need money to either launch or expand a business idea, they borrow that money. And usually from a bank or some other lender. And that's money that you have to give back regardless of if your business idea works or not. But there are alternatives to lending and getting an investor, that can be one of those. So today we're going to look at all the different ways that you can raise money for your business. And we're going to look at traditional lending, through to finding an investor, through to crowdfunding, and even a few more out there ideas that you might not thought of before. And if you want to go into more detail on any of these topics, then do go check out our Vegan Business Academy on the website, because we've got interviews and masterclasses with people who have gone through all of these different funding routes, including a brand new masterclass that I've just recorded with our Vegan Business Tribe member, Dan Sherrod-Smith, who raised over £600,000 in investment in just six weeks for his Mother Tree platform. And he goes into step-by-step detail of how he did it and how he found those investors. And if you are watching this episode on YouTube, then please do subscribe to our Vegan Business Tribe channel. It's not just, I guarantee you, it's not just a vanity thing, okay? The more subscribers that we get, the more our channel is going to pop up in people's feeds, meaning that we can get this amazing vegan business advice out to even more people who have got vegan businesses. 
And also, if you're listening to the audio-only version, then please do tap on that subscribe link too or give us a like or even, dare I say it, a five-star review if you're listening on Apple or somewhere that allows you to review shows. It's just a way that you can massively help us out. And then finally, before we dive in, we could not do everything that we do without the support of our sponsors. So when it gets to the sponsor ad breaks, and we do have a couple, don't just skip past them because our sponsors, they're vegan businesses that have been founded by ethical vegans just like you. They're also all members of our vegan business tribe community, and I know them all, and I recommend them personally. So take a listen to what they have to say. And our sponsors are Vegan Accountants here in the UK, run by the amazing Keith Lesser, uh, Mad Promotions on Make a Difference PR, run by the vegan superstar who is Karen Ridges, the vegan publisher, which is run by Matali Depakesta and her team. And then excitedly, we've also got a brand new sponsor who is a longtime vegan business tribe member. And that is Jay Street, who is the founder of Mindful Wealth. And it's brilliant that Jay is joining us as a sponsor on this particular episode because Jay, he is a vegan financial advisor who helps you put your money where your heart is. And like I said, you'll hear more about these amazing people later on in the episode. I just wanted to break off for a second to ask... Are you just following this podcast without being a member of Vegan Business Tribe? Because if you are, then let me tell you, you are missing out on about 80% of everything that goes on at Vegan Business Tribe, including incredible resources and a vibrant community of like-minded vegan business owners from around the world. Because as a member of Vegan Business Tribe, you'll gain access to hundreds of hours of online courses and guides and masterclasses in our Vegan Business Academy to help you grow your vegan business. You'll also get to attend our regular online networking meetups where you can promote your business and just forge those connections with fellow vegan business owners just like you. Plus, if you need more direct advice and assistance, you can join us on a live business clinic or you can post a question in our community hub where all our other members plus our vegan business experts are waiting to help you out. And the best part it's just £18.99 a month. And at the same time, you'll also be supporting the work that we do to champion the vegan business scene around the world. And just to add that we've now also recently introduced one-to-one business coaching and mentoring with myself or one of our vegan business experts. And that's available to a select number of our members. So if you're really looking to take your vegan business to the next level, then we've got you. Don't just lurk on the sidelines. There is a whole community of vegan businesses who want to get to know you and support you. Just head to veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on that big join button on the homepage and I cannot wait to connect with you and discuss your vegan business or your next big idea. Okay, 
So let's get going then on this really important topic, because I know that you didn't start your business because of the money. And sometimes it seems that vegans hate making money. We can view it as unethical or that we shouldn't make money from the vegan cause. But for your business, money is like electricity. If it stops, then everything stops. And sometimes there's no practical way to take your vegan business to the next phase without having to put more money into it than you currently have in your bank account. And I've seen good businesses plateau or even fail because the owners got to their limit of both their expertise, but also their spending power. They knew that they had a great business. But to expand that business, they needed to hire staff or they needed to pay for marketing or even buy equipment and premises. But because the business just couldn't generate that extra cash to do that, it just never happened. But imagine the extra impact that your business could have if it had that cash injection to scale up or to bring in more staff so that you could grow your business and your operations. Imagine how many more people your business will be able to reach if it had the proper funding. And that's the main reason that we're all here. Our businesses are our mission. For many of us, they're our form of vegan activism. So you owe it to the vegan cause to make your business as successful as possible so that you can make a far bigger impact on the world. And if you want to do that, then you need money. So let's take a look at the options. If you need money for your business to grow, but you don't have that money in the bank, then What are the ways you can move forward? Well, there are five main ways that you can get funded. And just to quickly run through those. So one, you can self-generate the money that you need just through your ongoing operations. So, for example, you just wait until your business has generated enough cash to fund itself without needing to borrow. Or you can do things to accelerate that, like increasing your prices and cutting your overheads. Number two is you can borrow that money from a bank or another commercial lender. And that's fairly straightforward. Three, you can borrow that money from friends and family or other private lenders. Or you can even lend your own personal money to your own business. Number four is you can sell ownership or equity in your business to an investor or a group of investors in return for cash. And then number five, you can offer rewards or do pre-sales through a crowdfunding project. Now, there's also a couple of other, shall we say, more creative ways to get cash by thinking outside the box. And don't worry, we're not quite talking about robbing banks yet, but I'll go into those a little bit later too. So, Let's go through each one of those options in a bit more detail because we could do an episode on each one of those. And in fact, we have done past episodes just on crowdfunding or finding investors, which you should go check out if you're thinking about doing that. But by the end of this session, I want you to have worked out which one of these options is going to be right for your business 
so that you can start planning the next step. So let's look at that first one in a bit more detail, and that is self-funding. And this is the first option, that if your business needs to grow or expand, then your business can just fund itself to do that. And in terms of risk, self-funding is probably the lowest risk because you're using the profit from your day-to-day business that your business generates in its sales and its operations. So it's money that you don't need to repay to anybody. And if you have a successful business that is generating cash, then this is often the easiest thing for you to do. You don't need to pay interest. You don't need to give away part ownership or equity of the business. And you've got ultimate control over how you spend that money without having to justify yourself to shareholders or bank managers. And that can be extremely important for vegan business owners. Having to justify your business growth plan to somebody who just doesn't get the concept of a vegan business, boy, that can be frustrating. Or if you have to give up part ownership of your company to an investor who just doesn't share your values or your vegan ethics, then there's no guarantee that they're going to agree with some of your decisions further down the line either. You should also remember that you have a lot of control over your business and how it generates money. So you might decide to put your prices up so that you can generate more income to grow. And most businesses that I've worked with, they've been able to simply put up their prices by 5 or 10% across the board without any negative impact. And it's been a fairly easy way to increase cash flow. Or you might decide to introduce some other revenue stream into your business to generate cash to spend on growth and expansion. You might have some assets that can be sold, such as property or equipment that you don't use anymore. And this is how a lot of businesses fund growth or first get off the ground, mainly because, well, they've got no other option. Few people are going to give you money for a new business idea. So you might start the business as a side hustle until it's made enough money for you to go full time. Or you might use your own money to get it off the ground. Now, this way, it isn't the quickest way to build a business, but it is a tried and tested route that allows you to prove your idea before spending money on it. Do you want to speak at more events? Do you want to get invited onto podcasts like this one? Well, it's far easier to do that if you can say that you have written a book. So let me tell you about The Vegan Publisher. Their founder, Matali, she is a best-selling business author herself. And Matali and her team, they will lead you through that entire process of becoming a published author, transforming you into the thought leader of your industry. And writing a book, it isn't just a great marketing activity to get you more clients. Trust me, being a published author, it will open up doors to opportunities that you never even knew existed. So even if you think you don't have the time to write a book, or even if you don't know what you might write a book about, go take a look at the vegan publisher 
www.thepodcastmag.com to find out more. Did you know that in the UK alone, there is currently around £3 trillion invested in pensions? And much of that money, it's helping to fund harmful industries like tobacco, fossil fuels, gambling and animal agriculture. So if instead you want to put your money where your heart is, then Jay Street is the founder of Mindful Wealth, our UK-based independent and vegan financial advisor here at Vegan Business Tribe. And because they are truly independent, they're not restricted to any specific investment range, so they can find the best option that works for you both financially and ethically. Although do note that the value of your investments, it can go down as well as up. But you don't need to have a lot of money invested to make a difference. If you want to talk about your financial planning, whether you're just starting your journey or you need a little guidance on how to create and maintain good habits, then book a free discovery call with Jay by heading to mindfulwealth.uk. The second way to fund a business is also a tried and tested route, and that is of going cap in hand to your local bank manager and convincing them that you've got this amazing business. And if they just give you access to a lump of money, then that's going to mean that that business will grow and be able to pay that money back with interest. Well, That's not what happens, but that's how it used to happen. And especially when I first started out. In fact, that is exactly how I started my second business. I put together a business plan and some spreadsheets. And I went and had a meeting with my friendly local bank manager. I offered my newly bought house as security. And I walked out with a business loan of £50,000. And I have to say that they were utterly mad to lend me that money. And it was a miracle that they ever got it back. I did not have a clue what I was doing. I was about 23 at the time. And I went and hired a team twice as big as I needed. I spent all that money on all the wrong things. And I spent the next five years barely managing to cover the repayments and praying I would not lose my house. And that is why... Now, banking has mostly removed humans from that decision-making process very wisely too. A bank lending money to your business, it now comes down to just one thing. Whether you pass their algorithm or not. And no matter how good a plan or idea you have, If your balance sheet and what security you have to offer doesn't give you the right score, then the bank is simply not going to lend you money. So if your business is generating the right amount of revenue and you can show three years of good trading history or if you've got tangible assets to offer security such as expensive equipment and property, then there's a good chance that bank is going to lend you money. They're going to see you as a safe bet. But if you don't have all of those, you're not even going to get past that first online form. Now, 
there are always other commercial lending options. There are lenders other than banks, and especially if you just need a short-term loan to get past a dip in cash flow. And you can also use credit facilities such as commercial overdrafts or even credit cards, but they all come with higher associated costs and interest rates, and few of those, they're not really good long-term options. Now, a bank they may also suggest a guarantor on a loan if your company can't get past the algorithm score, which is usually when somebody, and usually a company director, gives a personal guarantee that they will step in and repay that loan personally if the business can't. And this personal guarantee, it can often give your score that final boost on the loan application form. But it does mean that that person, and that person might be you, is personally liable if things go wrong. So the benefits of going to a bank is that it's tried and tested. You get to keep full control of your business. And as long as you can meet the repayments and you can afford the interest, then it's a straightforward business transaction. And the bank, they're pretty much going to leave you alone to spend their money how you like, as long as you keep making those payments. The downside is that no matter what happens, you have to pay that money back and with a huge slice of interest on top. And if you gave a personal guarantee, then your own personal assets, such as your home or personal savings or vehicles, they can all be targeted by the bank if the business defaults on that loan. And the final thing to mention on bank loans is that you have to start paying that loan back straight away. The first repayment, it's likely going to be due just a few weeks after you first get that money. So if you have worked out a budget and cash flow and you've forgotten to work in your loan repayments coming out for month one, then you might get into trouble straight away. And again, that's just another reason why bank managers are no longer allowed to lend £50,000 to 23-year-olds who have got no idea what they're doing. Okay, so if you're not generating the money to self-fund and the bank just simply says no because you're never going to get that right score on your credit application, then there are other places that you can borrow money from. And I've started my first business with a £3,000 loan from a relative whilst I was still at university. And it was interest-free. I paid it back over a couple of years out of what I was earning. And you'll be amazed how many business founders started their business with a loan from a parent or rich aunt, often at no interest and with very relaxed repayment terms. And this might be the solution for you too. In fact, some parents, they would rather that their children make use of their inheritance rather than waiting until they get it awarded through a will. And this can come with lots of advantages. Any loan from a family member or a friend is likely to be more flexible and not just based on your balance sheets from the last three years. It might also be at a far lower interest rate than you get from a high street lender. Or some family and friends, they might not charge you interest at all. 
it might come with a payment holiday. So they agree that you only start paying the money back once the business can afford to do so, rather than starting to make payments straight away. So this is a route to consider. If your family has some money put away somewhere that they're not using, or if you've got close friends who have been successful, but it is a conversation to always start lightly. And you should not look to take advantage of someone just because they are close to you. Be honest about the situation and what you plan to do with that money. Share your business plan with them and make sure that they understand any risks of it. And always look to get some kind of agreement or contract drawn up that details the amount being loaned and what the repayment terms are, especially if there are other people involved with the business other than just yourself. But to be honest... Using a loved one's money to build a business, it can mean that you're more careful with that money than you might be if it just came from a bank. I mean, you're going to have to face your relatives over the table every holiday season. And if you lost tens of thousands of pounds of their money, then that's always going to make family social occasions just a little bit tense and awkward. If you are a UK vegan business, wouldn't it be better to have an accountant that shares your ethics? Well, vegan accountants have got over 30 years of experience and they're a vegan-founded company. And just to add, they're also our accountants at Vegan Business Tribe because they just get us. They understand why we do what we do and they make sure that we're doing it in the most tax-efficient way possible. Keith and his team, they've been massive supporters of our mission at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you are an established UK business with a growth mindset and you want an accountant that is going to help you grow and shares your mission as well as saves you tax, then just go to veganaccountants.co.uk to find out more. If you are looking to get your business in the news or on the radio or interviewed on TV, then no one's going to get your company noticed like Karen Ridges and her team at Mad Promotions. And Karen, she's been at the forefront of the vegan media scene for the last 20 years. And Mad Promotions, they're also our media partners at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you've read about us in plant-based news or in Veg Economist, then that's probably because Karen got that story there. So if you are an ethical company or entrepreneur that wants more media coverage, and if you're a company that is looking to make a difference, then that's literally what Mad Promotion stands for. Karen, she's worked with Veganuary, VegFest, and all the other big names. So go find out more at mad-promotions.com. The next way that many people think of getting their business funded is through finding an investor. Now, this is somebody or maybe a group of people who's going to financially support your business in exchange for part ownership of that business. And because they're looking at what your business could become with their investment, investors tend to be more willing to share the risks and rewards alongside you as a business owner when perhaps a bank just wouldn't take those kind of risks. And that's how I funded 
my third business. It was actually a client that we were working with and he was a high net worth individual and he just liked what we were trying to build and he wanted to help us to scale it up. So he took shares in the business in return for a cash investment. But he didn't just bring an injection of money. He brought with him decades of experience of business growth. And he became a very close business partner and a personal mentor to myself for many years. And there are different types of investors. So that example that I just gave, that will be described as an angel investor. Individuals who often invest both their money and their time into a business to help it grow in return for part ownership and a claim to those future earnings. They often have a deal of business experience themselves. They're usually looking for companies that align with their own personal interests or expertise. They know that their involvement will help the business grow. And that's what's going to give them a return on their investment. Now, angel investors, they're usually different from venture capitalists or VCs. And that's another type of investor. A VC, they're usually investing money purely to make more money. They might even represent a professional investment firm or manage a fund instead of investing their own money. And as such, they usually have a lot more money to invest, but they will expect a lot more back in terms of results. And it might be that if you do go down the investor route, then you start by finding an angel investor to help you grow. And then together, you look to use that growth to attract venture capitalists when you need bigger investment. As I said, though, an investor they're looking for a return. And how much equity or what share ownership of your business that an investor will want, that's going to be based on a number of different things, including your current turnover and company valuation and the likely amount of revenue your business might generate in the future. However, that money is an investment. It's not money that an investor is guaranteed to get back like a loan. So there's a risk there, meaning that an investor, they might be looking for more ownership of a company than you were planning to offer. In some cases, an investor may even want a controlling majority, meaning that they own more of a business than you do. And that's just so that if things do start to go wrong, then they can step in and start making decisions to protect their investment. But if you do find the right investor, then in the best case scenario, you get the money you need and you might also get somebody with a lot of experience to help and advise you too. But that's why finding investors is so hard and they are out there. Honestly, they are. And investors, you will even find various vegan ones too. But a lot of them, they don't really advertise or promote themselves. And if you join an investor community, you're going to see hundreds of posts from people, both with established businesses and new ideas for businesses, all looking for investors. So 
most of the investors your business will encounter. They're going to come from a personal introduction or there'll be somebody that you find through your wider network. So that's why you want to start finding and having those conversations a long time before you need the money. So if you think you might be looking for investment, maybe in 12 months time, then start trying to get those introductions and having those conversations right now. It's not like you see on the TV. You are not going to be pitching to a room full of investors that you've never met before. You're likely to end up pitching your company to someone who you've got to know over a period of time and built a relationship with. So start that now. You also need to understand what investors are looking for. Investors are not going to give you money to play about with just to go to see if your idea works. Trust me, that's not going to happen. Investors, they're usually looking to put money into something or even someone that has already proven that it can make money. They want to invest in something that is already proven so that they can help scale that thing up to work bigger and better. So, Unless you've got this amazing track record of creating hugely profitable businesses that you can point to, then an investor isn't going to be interested until you've already proven that your business works, already has a trading history, and is already generating money. Okay, so the final route that is open to you for finding money for your business, it's crowdfunding. And we've had some vegan business tribe members who have done exceptionally well at crowdfunding. Some have financed new factories, some have generated money for a new product launch. We even had one vegan business tribe member, so Anura Mate Gilvar, along with film producer Darren Kavanagh. They rose nearly £50,000 to fund their documentary, Human Kindness, The Animal Dilemma. And the great thing about crowdfunding is that it's open to everyone. If you've got a great idea and if you can find enough people who also believe in that idea, then you can set up a crowdfunding campaign where that group of people, they can put their money in collectively to make it happen. And there's two types of crowdfunding. There's equity crowdfunding, where everybody becomes a micro-investor in your business. So you're giving money in return for a small share of that company. And then there's rewards-based crowdfunding. And that's where the person gets some kind of reward in return for their support, or they receive the product that they're crowdfunding once it's been finished. And so in that terms, they're basically giving you a pre-order. And crowdfunding... It works, especially in the vegan sector, where you're not asking people to back a project or a company. You're asking them to back a cause 
too. And we've seen our vegan business tribe members raise everything from a few thousand pounds to launch a new product through to companies like Angel Food in New Zealand, raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to take their award-winning vegan cheese and launch it into the Australian market. In fact, we've supported so many of our vegan business tribe members with their crowdfunding that we've got a crowdfunding resource centre on our vegan business academy on the website. However, there is a catch to crowdfunding and the clue is in the name. To be successful with crowdfunding, you need to have a crowd. If you are a new start business without an audience, then you're really going to struggle to get a crowdfunder off the ground. Less than 25% of all crowdfunding campaigns hit their target. 10% don't even get a single pledge. You are going to be responsible for every single person that lands on your campaign page. The online platforms like Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they're not going to drive traffic to your page for you. People are not just going to stumble across your campaign either. You need a strategy. You need a lot of energy and you need to already have a large following that's going to get behind you. But crowdfunding campaigns, they can be amazing for your company visibility. And it might be that you use one, either equity or rewards-based, to give you the funds to help you get ready for a bigger fundraising project further down the road. So you might use a crowdfunder just to raise the money you need to hire in the right expertise to help you go and attract an investor, for example. But if you are thinking about crowdfunding, then go and do your research first. Go watch all our interviews with people who have done it successfully in our academy. Find those people who have succeeded in crowdfunding and ask them to show you how they planned it out, how they did it and all the work it took them so that you're going into it with your eyes open and allow yourself a good run-up in order to get a great video made and clear the space that you're going to need in your calendar to run that campaign. Okay, so that's most of the traditional ways that are open to you if you need to raise finance for your business. You either need to build a business with the money it generates itself, or you borrow that money, or you give away part of your ownership of that business in return for somebody else putting money into it. Or if you've got a crowd, you might consider asking that crowd to back your mission. But there are sometimes less conventional ways that I've seen businesses fund themselves too. And sometimes it's just worth doing some creative brainstorming around other ways that you might be able to fund your business. For instance, there are financial models like purchase order financing. And this comes into play when your business wins a large order. But fulfilling that order, it might actually end up sinking your company at the same time. You know, the amount of ingredients or components that you'd have to buy to supply that order, that might cost more than you've got in the bank at the moment. But your customer, they're not going to pay you until you've delivered that product. 
So some lenders will lend you the money to fulfill that order against the purchase order that you've got from your customer. And it's going to cost you a couple of percent, but it means that you can pay your suppliers for the materials you need before you get paid by your customer. There are also other what they call working capital loans. And it's worth talking to an expert in lending and finance if you're simply needing money to cover your working cash flow for a period of time. Another way to raise money that you might not have thought about is to renegotiate terms with your current suppliers. So, for example, if a supplier asks you to pay up front for materials or services, then once you've de developed a relationship with them, you might be able to negotiate better payment terms or get longer to pay. So let me give you this example. If you pay your supplier on 15 days of them delivering their product or service to you, but your customer doesn't pay you until 15 days after you've delivered your product or service to them, then that's 30 days that you're having to fund. However, if you negotiated paying your supplier on 30 days, then you're not funding any of that yourselves. You get paid by your customer around the same time that you're due to pay your supplier. But in another example, if you have a regular supplier that you pay every month on, say, 30 days, if you move to paying them on 60 days instead, then in essence, you've just given yourself an extra month's revenue without the associated costs of sale. And there are also other alternatives to loans, too. You might be able to find a grant or a competition aimed at startups or businesses in a certain sector or region. Or organisations like ProVeg. They run an incubator project for plant-based food businesses where they will help accelerate the growth of your vegan business. You might be able to barter for services. So, for example, if you're a website company that needs some PR, can you find a PR company that needs a website? No money needs to change hands. And you might also be able to actually sell your product before you make it, using money from pre-orders or deposits to fund the initial manufacturing. Okay, so there's lots of different things to think about here. And some businesses have even got really creative. So, for example, selling the right for people to name their products or creating products in partnership with a brand as a marketing exercise. I've even seen people sell virtual real estate on computer-generated worlds to raise money for their business. And if you think that's far-fetched, you might remember back in the early 2000s, there was some Something called the million dollar homepage and that's where a student he sold pixels on his website for a dollar each and he successfully raised a million dollars on the back of a dot-com boom and more recently companies have done similar projects with blockchain or selling unique virtual trading cards and nfts to create that kind of revenue so now we know the different ways that you can fund a business. And it's important to work out which are right for you and your business and also which are going to be realistically available to you. Now, 
giving away equity and ownership in your business. It might be something that you're not really comfortable with. You know, you want to keep all those future earnings for yourself. But sometimes it's better to own 50% of a much bigger pie than 100% of a business that never gets off the ground because it can't find the funding to do so. But what's more important is mindset. And I've had this proven to me just over and again by vegan business owners. Where there is a will, there is a way. And where there is a mission, there are others that also believe in that mission. So if you're not seeing any obvious routes to finding funding right now, start having conversations with people. Reach out to other business owners who have successfully raised money and funded their businesses and get introduced to their networks. The conversations that you have today, they might seem like a complete waste of time, but they might lead to the chance introduction that is crucial to you securing funding 12 months down the line. Almost everyone I've spoken to who raised finance for their business, they said that they wished that they'd started that journey and having those conversations so much earlier. Right, so we have covered a lot of information in this session. So let's have a bullet point roundup of how to get your vegan business funded. Number one, Sometimes it seems that vegans, we hate making money, but sometimes there is no practical way to take your vegan business to the next phase without having to spend more money than you currently have. So you need to get over any aversions you have to finding it. Two, many businesses grow through self-funding. So they take the profits that they're generating and they reinvest that into the business. And this means that you keep full control of a company and you stay in charge of how that money is spent. But you need to be generating the money in the first place to do that. Three, most businesses that need funds will look at borrowing that money from a bank or other financial lender. And this is the tried and tested way to grow. But remember, that is money that you have to give back. And if a computer says no, then there's not much you're going to do about that. You are going to leave empty handed. Four, banks are not the only people who can lend you money. Private loans from friends and family, they can give you access to money, often in a far more flexible and affordable way. You can even lend your own money to your own business, and you can even earn interest from doing that. Five, investors are willing to take the extra risk that banks aren't. And some investors, they may bring a deal of business experience with them too. But be ready for them to want a larger percentage of your business than you might be comfortable giving up. And also note, there are different kinds of investors, from angel investors to venture capitalists. And you need to find the right fit for both your business, but also your ethics. Six, crowdfunding can be a brilliant way to raise money if you have a crowd. 
If you're thinking about this route, then do your research first. Reach out to others who have done it successfully to get the real story of how it works. Remember, 75% of crowdfunding campaigns fail to reach their target. So find out how to be part of the 25%. Seven. Where there's a will, there's a way. Lending and investing aren't the only ways to fund a business. You might find a grant or an incubator scheme. You might be able to negotiate better payment terms with suppliers. Or you might even be able to come up with a novel way to generate cash. Remember that somebody made a million dollars selling pixels on their website homepage for a dollar apiece. And number eight, start now. Everyone I know who successfully funded a business, they wish they'd started having conversations earlier. So reach out to people who have done it and start having those conversations now. And that is it. So this has been a really important topic. And as I said, we've covered a lot of these topics like crowdfunding and finding an investor. We've covered them individually on past podcasts and a lot in our Vegan Business Academy too on the website. And I've also interviewed people in the academy who have raised hundreds of thousands of pounds or dollars or euros for their business. So go sign up to the academy, watch those videos and just find out how they did it. So that just leaves me to again thank our amazing sponsors. And these are the people that mean I can keep bringing you all this amazing information every single week. So if you are looking for some amazing vegan suppliers for your business who also share your ethics, then take a look at Vegan Accountants here in the UK, run by the amazing Keith Lesser, Mad Promotions or Make a Different PR, run by the vegan superstar who is Karen Ridges, and another vegan superstar is Matali Depakatha, who is the founder of The Vegan Publisher and her team of vegan editors and book designers. And then excitedly, our latest sponsor, Mindful Wealth, whose founder, J Street, will help you put your money where your mouth is. So thank you so much to our sponsors, but also thank you too so much for listening. Do go check out the Vegan Business Academy over on veganbusinesstribe.com for more. And if you do want to support what we do, talking about funding, we are funded by you, our members. So please do go sign up to our amazing community so we can continue this conversation about growing your vegan business over on there too. Also remember to like, subscribe, comment and everything else you might want to do because we've got to keep those algorithms working and I will see you on the next one.